Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Talking Jacks. This is a short, shortened week special. Uh, did you enjoy your holiday weekend, Ben? Very much so. It's uh, my whole week's going to be messed up because it. I can't figure. For some reason, I thought it was Wednesday all day. I've already <laughs> moved ahead a day, even though we're technically a day ahead, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a, an eventful day in, in the USL as well, with with Cincy obviously getting there. Yeah, that was like the announcement that had been announced three times already, almost. You know, and it's officially official, I guess. Uh, mm. Cincinnati is leaving us in starting next season. Yes. Uh, so, see y'all next year. Yep. Well, we won't see y'all next year, actually. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Well, the, which the good thing is, hopefully we can uh, secure a, uh, a a victory in uh, Cincinnati. And or even just a draw. The, I, well, I, I mean, technically, yeah. even if we don't lose by, we have to lose by three goals in order yep. to to tie i don't even know what the tiebreaker would be if you're if goal difference is the same but i'm I'm fairly confident we'll walk away from this with the queen city cup yes that's the main thing because they don't play us ever again exactly you got what you wanted since (laughs) then but yeah uh, it's uh it's been a week we're on a our first winning streak of the season yeah which is nice three Mm -hmm. three in a row Yep. First I think we can, real road win. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. First uh, away goal, and again and again. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, definitely some uh, got a lot of positives to take from this game. Um, a different game, too. It's been, I want to say this was really the first time we, other than the, the Ottawa game, I suppose, that we really just dominated the possession. Um, I haven't looked at the stats honestly, but I, I feel like we may have even had more of possession in this game than the Ottawa game. Are very similar, I would think. I don't remember the exact number for the Ottawa game. Are you no Ottawa? We didn't lead possession. Did we not? No. Oh yeah, remember, I remember they that dominated now. the possession, but they didn't do anything with it. They just yeah, kind of yeah, passed yeah, yeah. the ball okay. around it, but in their back line. Yep. This is probably our biggest possession discrepancy, though. You're you're right about that. It's almost sixty yeah. percent to forty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, every, I mean, if you just go down the stats, we led in everything except for shots, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was it was dominant. Quietly dominant is kind of a way I would put it. Like, yep. I don't know. We pretty much killed their will in the first half so you know we were talking about it earlier off the air it felt like the game was kind of over at halftime yeah Uh, when we got that second goal right at the end of the half they kind of let their heads hang and it just didn't seem like they really even wanted to be on the field the second half which was nice because we were kind of we weren't as sharp i guess in the second half but we were kind of just playing the game out which is uh, something that we like to do as the season kind of progresses, I've noticed the same thing last year when we had, especially on the road, if we would get a goal or two up, we kind of just put our foot on the ball and don't mm-hmm. take too many unnecessary chances trying to get a third goal to in like opening ourselves up. 
to to get to let a team back in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did kind of happen in that Toronto game. Unfortunately, we had like a ten or fifteen minute stretch where we were not great, but there wasn't yep. really ever a stretch like that in this one where it felt like we weren't in control. Uh, even when they scored the goal, the handball goal, I felt like we were still pretty much in control. That was just kind of a yeah. It was a quick one, quick instance where. Uh, I think we got caught napping a little bit, but Dykstra made a yeah. really good save. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which yeah. I don't know if, I don't remember who posted it, but I definitely saw like a behind the goal angle of that uh, air quotes handball. Definitely not a handball. Oh, really? Definitely not a handball. Went off his chest. I don't know if you noticed it, but in the the replay or the highlight, I did notice or, in the re- yeah in the replay he lifted up his shirt and like was mm-hmm. pointing to his stomach. But I, I don't know. Yeah, every player is going to do that when there's a goal. You know, even if he did hit it with his hand, he would have done that. So yeah. I just assumed because the ref was so confident about it, I just assumed it was a handball. So that's yeah, interesting it, that it was not a handball. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I I couldn't tell you where where it was posted from but it was uh it was a grainy video and it was still obviously uh from his chest i don't even think i got anywhere near his shoulder or anything um it kind of felt like the the air was sucked out of uh richmond when that was was taken back yeah that's a good point i hadn't even considered that that uh was not a handball uh from the angle that the broadcast showed it looked like he had his arm out and then it hit off his arm. So I can see why the ref gave it, but that's kind of unfortunate for Richmond. Uh, yeah. It is, you know, sometimes that's the way it goes. Yeah, it was, uh, and I would even say throughout the game too, um, it was a really well-refed game other than that moment, I suppose. I mean, there's a lot of physical play up until that point that wasn't uh, necessarily carded and that type of thing, but it was, he let the game flow, which I thought was really um was really good, I think. I mean, it's easy for me to say that because we won. But um, taking it back to that uh, that goal, it was uh, it was really just uh, a culmination of a lot of what happened in the beginning of the game, where we just we dominated possession, and it, it was really really fun to to watch because there was a lot of free flowing and a lot of uh, I, I want to say. I mean, we've we've seen it a lot in this season, but I want to say this was almost the most free flowing. Um, free motion uh play that we've seen from our midfield really um foster and ekra were really really good together obviously Cato and ekra were really good together um it's funny i had seen i think uh jason or, or somebody had tagged me in a tweet where it was the the on ekra fan club um is reborn or something like that i don't remember what it was it was middle of the game it was probably uh it was probably right around the time he got the goal or right around the time he got the assist. But probably um, the assist because the goal was like, I don't know, less than 10 minutes in, I think. Yeah, I want to say it may or have been 14, around the time. 14th minute was the was the Ekra goal, which but, um, was a class finish. Yeah, I mean, he 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 looked so calm in this whole game. Like, it, he's always he really play, calm. He was the but, best player on the pitch in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, it, it's hard because it's. I think that we've gotten so used to him playing really well in the midfield, um, and maybe not so much in the attacking 
spectrum, but this was probably his best attacking game he's he's ever had as a as a pro. Probably I ever, at least with us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know about his days with with Harrisburg really, but um, yeah, I mean he 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 did everything exceptionally well. I noticed it was funny. Um, kind of this is kind of jumping ahead, but like I think right after the second half started, he tried a back heel, which I've never seen him try. It, it wasn't successful, I don't think. But um, he attempted a back heel, which we've seen a lot from different players. But I I can't recall that I've ever seen Ekra attempt a back heel. So you you can tell that he was was uh, was feeling it himself and his his uh, uh, his form at that point. Um, yeah, it's he's yeah. been the last three games has been fantastic from Ekra. Yeah, uh, I hope he can keep it up. You know, as long as possible and to be honest even the charleston game he was really good uh yeah he was a really important player for us in that game even though we ended up losing uh but but he's been just on a tear lately and that's really nice to see because he was one of the ones we were like you know i don't know how much playing time he's gonna get this season we brought in all these midfielders and exactly and it he seems to have really good chemistry with foster like you were saying and and key and Kevon george too uh yeah but the like you said the 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 three of them really just bossed the middle of the field uh mm-hmm. and he kind of led the way in my opinion yeah it's it's interesting because i mean i really like the four two three one that we've done traditionally but this put out essentially i mean there's so much free-flowing the formation's kind of superfluous i guess you could say but um, I really like this formation too. I've liked, I mean, I've liked everything, every formation we've done, but this, um, this formation worked perfectly. It was I a mean, little it, different. Yeah, you're right. It was Jorge being the front man. We haven't seen. Yeah. I don't think we've seen it in the regular season so far. I think we've always had either Zayed <sighs> or Calvert leading this the line. This definitely feels like the longest we've seen him do it for, um, which would have been about, 60 minutes if i'm not mistaken because i want to say that um zayed came on in the yeah, 30th zayed came minute on at 58 and then ekrak slid back a little bit because uh, george came out i believe or was it foster mm-hmm. that came out it was george, it was george. Yeah. yeah foster came out for uh perez later in the game that's right uh-huh. but yeah it was just uh and the other thing i seem to notice too i i want to kind of take a uh put my foot in my mouth and say that dykstra his play style really worked well in this game i mean we haven't seen a whole lot of miller and i haven't seen him in other teams honestly but his ability to provide um a back pass and do it well was a major uh contributor in this game because it's as high up as uh jungsu and watson were um a good portion of the game and, and obviously duck it, uh, when he came in, mm-hmm. um, he provided a really good safety blanket. Um, and I normally hate back passes. I, I have a, a very, um, I, I hate them. I, I just don't <laughs> like them very much at all. They always scare me, but, um, he played, he, his style of play to provide that option for them, I think is something that doesn't need to go unnoticed. Um, it, it was really, really, 
interesting to see. And he played really well too. I mean, he had he had the essentially the first save on that uh, opportunity that the kickers had. Um, and I think he played really well, really really well in this game. Yeah, he he did play well. Uh, it, I was gonna say something similar, like maybe we were a little too quick to judge him. Maybe we should have given him a little bit longer to kind of uh, gel with the back line because it yep. does kind of seem like the goalkeeping situation and the quote-unquote controversy is pretty much over. It seems like they're going with Dykstra more often than not. Yeah. Uh, I still think we'll see Miller from time to time, especially when we start playing multiple games in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not as down on Dykstra as I was a couple weeks ago, for sure. Yeah, he's um, he's essentially made me feel um, silly for saying that he may not have been the best keeper for the situation. I think he, he really provides uh, a difference from what Miller may have uh, between the pipes. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was just a really all-around exceptional game for everybody and it and to do it in richmond they may not be a they may be a fringe playoff team this year but to do it in richmond away considering we haven't done very well on the road um and how good they've been to, home too yeah and I mean, to just you dominate have to take into effect take into account some of that is level of competition but also i mean three one and one at home is tough to yeah to argue with. So I, I was really pleased that we not only put out a good performance, but got all three points. That was huge. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic going to the Ottawa game that will continue this level of play. Uh, This is now three games in a row where we've played really well uh, for pretty much the whole game, which was not something we could say, in the first month and a half of the season. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like too, that we've, we've kind of hit a, a stride of, of course, Cato did score the two goals, but really, I mean, Herrera had a, a couple good opportunities too. He had that first one that just uh, went wide. I mean, I Alex swear, had a really good, I he's, he's had, that's the third game in a row. He's had a chance in the box within just like five minutes of the game. And he's missed all three. I don't know how <laughs> he's having like yeah. the worst luck right now at the very beginning yeah. of games, but he's putting himself in good positions. So eventually if he keeps doing that, mm-hmm. the finish will work itself out. I think, uh, yeah. it'd be really awesome if he could do that in Ottawa, just kind of get a goal on them early because nobody's mm-hmm. been scoring on them. And, uh, I don't think they can play from behind. They're not equipped to do that. As we saw at the sportsplex back in April. Yeah, so. I, I would think so. I mean, if we can – Ottawa, I'll, I'll definitely go over a couple things I noticed of them um, previously or looking through stats when we're done with this game. But Ottawa seems like a really stat stout uh, defensive team, especially recently. Um, but is there anything else you want to kind of touch base with on this game? I mean – uh, We have some questions about the game that we can kind of get to later and maybe okay. – break down more details but at at this point it's you know it's wednesday so everybody's kind of over the richmond game i feel like yeah <laughs> maybe not i don't know but i don't want yeah. to dwell too much on 
that uh, when we've got True. questions about it coming up later. So yeah, let's yeah. let's go ahead and transition over to the Ottawa preview. Unfortunately, oh. we were not able to lock down a guest because I don't think the Ottawa fans exist outside of yeah. the stadium. Yeah, true. There's not a maybe as much uh, online presence as, as some other teams, but uh, but yeah, Ottawa has uh, been in really good form recently. Um, to put it simply, I mean they have five shutouts uh, or clean sheets, I should say, in the last. Yeah, they have five clean sheets in a row, um, and uh, I want to say that's got to lead the Eastern Conference then, right? In clean, it, or, uh, is, or does Louisville have more? Lu- who I have it right Overall. here actually. Um, Pittsburgh actually. Lily Ball oh, is strong. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah. Um, but they're they're tied for second uh, in the East with five clean sheets. Um, they're tied with Tennessee, Nashville, Indy, and uh, unsurprisingly Charleston. Um, That's really interesting because I think the, the the narrative around Ottawa all preseason and in the lead up to the opening game was that. Uh, this new coach was bringing a new philosophy. They were going to be exciting and attack minded and they were going to play on the front foot and all this. Yeah. And it seems like they tried that at the beginning and that obviously didn't work because they were, they were awful for the first Mm -hmm. month of the season. And looky here, they've got five clean sheets in a row. They're getting results. Do you think, uh, and I, I know neither of us have had a chance to watch them, but do you think, they have reverted back to their uh, more traditional defensive style that they used primarily last year. It definitely kind of seems that way. I mean, they've. Um, it's hard not to notice how well they've done defensively, and they're like last year. Um, they are not possessing the ball very much at all. I mean, they're averaging. Where am I at? I think it's forty-four. Uh, percent uh, possession. Where am I at? I have forget it. Forty four ish <laughs> possession, um, and and then that last uh, five game stretch, the highest possession they've averaged is forty two percent against Charleston. Um, so I, I imagine nobody wanted to hold on to the ball in that game. Um, so it's it's interesting too because if they allow us to hold on to the ball and if we score early too if we if we can score in the like that first game we had very early on i i don't see how we don't get the three points here i mean it, it's i think they're definitely in a in a strong position to uh at home to to um to get the three points it's going to be a, a tough game or a tougher game than maybe the standings kind of dictate at this point i mean their keeper's been really good um, I I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> Maximum something with a C. Um, I think he's French, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, but he's been really good. I mean, he's he's got the five clean sheets in a row. They did switch the keeper from the first keeper that they had in there. Um, and the other interesting thing too is they're they're not scoring a lot either. Um, so it definitely kind of lends itself to believe that uh. It's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. Um, I mean, they're tied for last in the East with six goals. Um, yeah. In uh, in ten games, if I'm not mistaken. And they do um, play tomorrow night, which is Wednesday night. Yeah. For folks listening, it's, so some of these 
streaks and statistics may change. Uh, more mm-hmm. than likely not, though, because they're playing Toronto, who yeah. can't seem to do much of anything. Um, so I don't know that. I think mm-hmm. that's another uh, potentially good thing is maybe they will be a little bit tired come Saturday. Yeah. And maybe we can take advantage of some, some weary legs towards the end of the match, or maybe they rest a lot of guys because they do have Toronto midweek. Uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see on that. Uh, but is there anything yeah. else in particular about them that you are like worried about, just kind of that they're going to be hard to break down? And of course, I said that about Richmond, and we tore right through them multiple times. So, Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm super curious to see um, with another week of um, rest for some people that – that have been injured because we still got to, even though we did get uh, George back for a full 90. Um, and I'm curious to see if we maybe get another, some more players in there to kind of change things up maybe, or we're going to do a uh, typical Jeffrey's ball where he sticks with the, the players that have been working. Um, well, the only other hard thing to say, cause you know, Donnie yeah. was still not even on, in the 18. So yeah, I'd be really surprised if he's in the 18. At our, if he is in the 18, he may come on for 15 minutes at the end. Uh, True. I'm interested to see which center back pairing we go with. Because, of course, mm. uh, Watson came off injured in the 39th yeah. minute. Yep. Which, so Duckett had to come in maybe a little earlier than they would have expected. So it'll be uh, – I mean, he, he was able to play, play the rest of the game, but hopefully that mm. didn't uh, cause him – any kind of hiccups in his recovery because it seems like that's been happening a lot where we've had to, especially with those center backs where we've had to stick yeah. one in before he's a hundred percent fit and he's gotten re-injured. You know, that's happened yeah. to Jung Soo a couple of times. I think that happened to Kalungji once. Uh, so hopefully mm-hmm. that didn't happen to duck it. Hopefully he'll be available yeah. and can start. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, George, it- George went the first 60 minutes, I think, or did he go play the whole game? No, he was the sixty minutes. I was yeah. uh, so he played, incorrect on that. Played thirty minutes last or thirty minutes against Toronto, sixty minutes last week. So I think it's probably safe to say he's ready to play ninety now. Uh, just judging yeah. by the the steady build up there. Um, mm-hmm. Who else are we missing? We're missing Calvert. Still uh, no yeah, Greg Jordan. Him. Yeah, no Jordan. on yeah. Calvert. Um, yeah, I th- I, there's no one I can thinking of particularly yeah because Cato um, was back and so maybe Cato wasn't yeah. injured after all maybe they were just giving him some rest or it was a precautionary thing against uh tfc because he looked sharp against richmond obviously oh yeah oh I yeah, forgot he, to mention looked... off the top that he and uh cordell Cato and jan ecker were both named to usl team of the week ah week. yeah that was uh that well was just deserved. announced this afternoon yep but yeah, definitely worth back, noting. I want to say that's Cato's second uh, time. Second or third, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's but, been, um, and we can probably talk. We can probably talk about this after we finish the Ottawa preview. Let's talk about this after we finish the Ottawa preview. Yeah. So, that's cool. Do you want to kind of maybe try to predict an eleven, or do you want to? I guess I actually think we have a question about that. So maybe let's save that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just go straight into prediction then? Yeah, we can go uh, straight into prediction. Um, I'm thinking this one's going to be very low scoring, um, which will be yeah, something we really haven't seen. Will, yeah. 
we haven't really seen a 1-0 victory or either way um, <clears throat> a victory or a loss for us. But uh, but I'm going to say 1-0 us. Um, I'm going to give us the, the 1-0 victory. Um, I think it's going to be super physical because the only other thing I noticed too is uh, Ottawa's leading the Eastern Conference with 160 fouls um, above everybody else. So they're, they're a very physical team, obviously. They, yep, they like to muck um, it up. Uh, I remember yeah. that last year we had a ton of set pieces against them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's actually how they that. scored one of the goals was off a set piece. So, yeah, hopefully that doesn't repeat itself. No, let's let's not have that one. But uh, what are you thinking for uh, for this game? I mean, if we if we have a clean sheet, I'll be thrilled. We've only had yep. one, right? All season. Yeah, two actually. I think. Yeah, two. Oh, two. I, yeah, because we, we the TFC was two zero just at the second week. Yeah, TFC is so, two zero, and then uh, Indy eleven was the other one. Yeah. So, if we if we could get a clean sheet, I'd be thrilled with that. Um, honestly, I would. I'll be happy with a draw away here. Uh, but as well as we've been playing, I, I think. I I really have a lot of confidence that we'll continue that. I'm going to say we're going to win 2-1. 2-1, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep a clean sheet. We just yeah. It seems like even when we play a good defensive game, it just seems like the ball finds the back of the net somehow. Like even that <sighs> Richmond goal, and maybe they deserved it because like you said, the, the karma kind of swung back the other direction on their, on their goal late in the game from the beginning yeah. of the game where they had a – handball that wasn't really a handball uh, mm-hmm. but that that goal kind of came about after a weird bounce after Duckett mm-hmm. headed it away directly into the path of Shriver so mm-hmm. uh, it just seems like little things like that happen every week when we're threatening to keep a clean sheet you know what I mean yeah so as long as we get more of the, the luck on our side then yeah. I, I, I think mean, we'll I'd, be good I'd be happy with 0-0 personally but uh yeah i think we are playing too well offensively to to go without a goal in this one. Oh yeah i'll definitely uh, agree with that thought there but um let's jump into questions because i know we got well i had one other thing i want to talk about real oh, quick before yeah. we go to questions so i was just i've been thinking about this uh when we signed cordell cato what were you what were your expectations i think everybody was really excited about it but I was a little bit – I mean, I was, like, excited because he has a lot of experience in MLS, and he's still relatively young. He's, he's only 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of his MLS experience was at right back or right wing back. So I was yep. a little bit worried that he was playing him up top was going – or I guess not really up top, but playing him more as an attacking player would be out of his comfort zone or out of his element – yeah, he no. has absolutely blown that thought out of the water. I mean, five goals. Uh, I forget how many assists. I think it's and he's the t- missed a couple of games. So like, oh, he's got the one assist. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's really exceeded expectations in my my expectations at least. What about you? Oh yeah, I mean, I personally think he was probably. I don't want to. I don't. I mean, I don't know that. I would say maybe the flashiest um, signing of the, of the off season. We had a lot of good signings, but I, I think he was the one that I had the most 
hope for, I suppose. Um, but it was, uh, but he's been really, really good. I mean, I did yeah. not expect him to be any type of a, if you had told me he'd have five goals in nine appearances at this point, uh, through 10 games, uh, I would have never even thought that was possible. I mean, he's already equaled David Estrada's numbers from last year, I believe. Yeah, I, I think, I think that is correct. Um, and he, the other thing too is when he's been on, he's been on. And I, I assumed he was going to be more of a uh, distributor, uh, far more of a um, a provider to Herrera uh, and Calvert and and yeah. whoever maybe. I, I, re- I didn't expect him to but, be much of a goal scorer at all. Yeah. So but he's a, he's been great. He's a, I think, and he works perfectly too. With uh, with switching with Johnson too, him and Johnson have been fantastic together. Um, definitely one of the the best additions we've had in the off season, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to kind of talk about that because we haven't we haven't gotten really a chance to evaluate too many things like that. And I wanted to. Yeah. I, mean, I was thinking about it while I was watching the Richmond game, just how unexpected his production has been. For, at mm-hmm. least for me so yeah let's dive into questions um we've got several this week which is nice yeah. the twitter algorithm did not screw up too bad <laughs> most of the people uh saw it i think so yeah first question of many from jason bailey is what if anything can we use from the first match versus ottawa to look forward to the next match versus them um, I was thinking about this, and I actually think I mentioned this when we did, talked about the review way back, you know, after week one. I think I mentioned something like Ottawa will be much better th- by the time we face them again. And yeah. uh, that's so far proven to be true. I think we can't take too much from that game because mm-hmm. it was so early in the season. Uh, our style in that match. Uh, the type of soccer we played is completely different than the soccer we've been playing the last month. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're kind of back to that Charcelona style. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, if you if you want to see, like, peak Charcelona, the second goal is is just watch, watch them build the ball from back mm-hmm. to front. Tiki-taka, you know, one-two touches interchanging in the box that goal was just peak charcelona so to speak uh yeah so really both teams are playing a lot differently than they were in week one so it's i think you kind of have to approach it that way but Mm -hmm. what do you you think something different no i mean i I would completely agree i mean it it looks like they're they're kind of changing their formation up a decent bit too i want to say they went with like a four to three three last time uh looks like they they sometimes go with that but then a four two three one so that's kind of thrown out the window um they're possessing the ball a lot less uh, which will be completely different than the other game if at least to me it would feel like that um and also their keeper is completely different um so that's another major factor to keep in mind that's true. Um, it, I would be – if we scored more than two goals, I'd be amazed. 
if they if they I mean I haven't seen them, but I mean the fact that they're on a five game uh, clean sheet run, I, I, I'd be amazed if it was a very similar um, getting really good opportunities and things like that type of game. Um, I'd love to be wrong, and I will gladly admit I'm wrong. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty different game, and I think it's going to be a lot more physical and um, a lot more play in the midfield compared to the mid the, the first one, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's safe to say it'll be hopefully a lot different. Although, maybe not hopefully a lot different. You know, I'll take a 4-1. Even yeah. if we throw our uh, pretty style out the window, I'll take a 4-1 all day. Yes. Uh, so the second question is not going to translate well over podcast because there's a video attached to it. Uh, uh, the yeah. question is, uh, what do you th- or describe what you think Ekra and Joel are doing in this celebration? And it's the celebration after Ekra's goal. Which, side note, if Jan Ekra's going to be scoring goals, we got to work on his goal celebrations because. He scored the goal and he was kind of running around and he was like, I don't know what to do because I never scored. Yep. So it was like he like kind of did like a half-hearted jump in the air, fist pump, and then kind of like was looking around like, what do I do, guys? And then here, here you have Joel walk up to him and do this kind of secret handshake thing, but it's like they don't really do it all the way. It's like yeah. Joel was like, oh, we're going for it. Oh, we missed. I'm just going to stop. And then they just kind of hug it out with the rest of the guys instead. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't really know what that was. But do you have any idea of what that was? <laughs> My analysis of the celebration uh, or the the embrace that they had is that it looked like they were like trying to figure out if they were going to shake hands, like you said, and then they just decided to like bow at each other. It was. Uh, <clears throat> I guess it may show you why we we normally just uh, celebrate goals by hugging each other. Um, maybe need to, uh, to practice some, a, uh, teamwork if we're going to do a, a, a somewhat team celebration. Um, but I'm all for the, the hugging it out and, uh, the group hugs for, uh, celebrating goals. Maybe that's what we need to, uh, revert back to, I suppose. I'm just saying, take, you know, take five minutes out of training on Friday and go over some goal celebrations. That's all. Yes. All right, third and I believe final question from Jason is, uh, what happened around one-third of the way through that changed Jungsu's passing from not great to good? Um, you might have a better idea of this because you've watched it more recently than I have. Do you have any idea what happened? I have a theory, I, but I don't. it's just a theory. I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, it... It surprises me that he didn't he didn't have a great uh, passing um, performance in that first little bit. I mean, it may have just been a the difference in play style. I would I would guess um, because this is definitely the first time that we've seen him um, in this play style of just passing back between center backs um, into the goalkeeper and things like that. So that could have been it. Um, because I think I, I really honestly think he's one of the better passers in the in the back uh, on our team. Um, but uh, but yeah, what what do you think? What's your uh, opinion? So my first reaction was, oh, I didn't notice that Jungsu's passing wasn't very good at the, at the start. Yeah. Uh, and then my second reaction was, 
here and here's where my theory comes in because it's just like I said, mm. it's just a theory. I didn't go back and study the tape because <laughs> I've been really busy this week. Uh, Life. I know, right? But I think maybe having Duckett come on around the 39th minute, I think yeah. maybe changed the focus of the playing out of the back a little bit. Yep. Uh, I think Duckett at this stage in his career versus Watson is a little bit more athletic and can provide a little bit more cover. So maybe Jungsu just was a little bit more at ease uh, mm-hmm. and knowing that if he he could push up a little bit higher and Duck would be there to cover him. Uh, yeah. It could be that they just have better chemistry because they've been playing together since preseason. And Javon Watson just came in uh, like the week of the Charleston game. So he's only been yeah. with the team for about a month. So you're talking about three or four months of, well, maybe not four months, three and a half to four months of chemistry building between Duckett and Jungsu versus a month. Uh, yeah. But I thought Jungsu had his best game with us. Mm. Uh, he was really solid defensively, and mm-hmm. he didn't make any glaring mistakes uh, that I noticed, like I said earlier. So, Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, too. The only other thing I noticed, too, which I can't particularly remember the time of the game, but it may have been right around that time now that I think about it, but he did get a knock. Um, where he got not to the ground. I don't even think they had a replay of it. Yeah, no. But I, I wonder I, if that may have made him feel more reserved and less uh, jittery. Um, where he like grabbed his back, his lower back, um, which scared that's never the hell good out for of a thirty-eight-year-old man. No, I mean, it, <laughs> you see a thirty-eight-year-old man grabbing his back or or any uh, part of his body, you, you kind of feel for the dude. But um, I wonder if that may have contributed to his. Uh, Maybe uh, excited passing, I suppose. But so, thanks for those questions, Jason. All very good. Next yes. question. Next group of questions come from Richard. Ooh, yeah. And Richard asks first. He says injuries are still prevalent, but at the same time, the team is finding its footing with some solid performances lately. Now that some players are returning to fitness. Should they automatically make the make it to the first team, taking the place of these game-winning players? Uh, this is an interesting question because I think it kind of gets into what we were talking about earlier about who should start, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any strong feelings about this? Because I don't really have any strong feelings. Honestly, the only person I think that when he is healthy, is an automatic starter, it would be Donnie Smith, um, which is kind of an obvious answer. Um, but I think he, once he is 100%. Um, At which he, position, though? That's the question. Um, left back, I think. I mean, yeah, that, that, I, I would that, agree that's, with that. I think he, he is better than than Sam Vines, even though Sam Vines has been fantastic. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, he's still one of the only players that's uh, – I want to say started. I know I'm assuming he's yeah. appeared in every game. Has he been fantastic or has he been solid? Because I feel like he's just been solid. That's the. I think that's he's the been, main difference too. He's been he, very unremarkable in my opinion, and that's not a knock on is. him. Don't don't. I don't want this to come off as I'm. I'm. I don't rate him or anything. 
I think he has a very defined role in the team. Mm -hmm. I think they have tried their best to take as much pressure and responsibility off of his shoulders by basically when we are in possession, we are going down the right. Everything goes down the right. Uh, And Mm -hmm. this has been the whole season. Yeah. Uh, To the point where if you look on our heat maps, the the right side is so much uh, redder. (laughs) <laughs> then so much the left more side. hot but i just think it's there's a tactical decision that coach jeffries has made where they're set they're just saying we're gonna go down the right until somebody completely takes that away from us and and so far nobody's oh, yeah. really i mean of course some teams have done it but uh recently it's been really working so we haven't seen yeah. him get forward a lot um, and it's been it's yeah, not I, th- maybe I think not the last fault. real game I can think of he had an impact on offense is the indie game unless I'm drastically forgetting one yeah um and that's and which and is please don't get me wrong this is not a knock on him it's just that he's been I think his role has been defend and just don't do anything stupid in the attack you know what I mean like no, yeah. he makes the simple pass, and, and and he showed a lot of maturity as an eighteen-year-old to not try to make the hero pass, uh, mm-hmm. splitting three defenders. You know, he if if he's in trouble, he just plays it to the to the closest man, and then makes himself available for for a return pass. Like he's he's showed a lot of maturity, but he's not been very dynamic, which is something you get from Donnie Smith. Yeah. Donnie Smith is going to be uh, a most almost a mirror of Joel Johnson on the right. Yep. Uh, on the left, and, and Sam Vines is not that. Yep. I think that's a fair assessment because you, you, the other thing that's crazy to think about is all the um, the different aspects we've seen in our offense. Um, having a striker, not really having a striker, um, scoring two goals with Cato twice now in two different games, um, and different formations and things like that if we add a a left back that can get attack like johnson can it's it's only going to add another dynamic to our team which is going to be really really fun uh if and when that does happen uh assuming some things i think that's a good uh good transition into our next question which is also from richard he said another game and again we see a more composed alex no bookings, Ooh, and I yeah. don't recall any back chat to the ref or opposing sa- opposing players on Saturday. But, in all caps, but, also no goals or assists. Is the calmer Alex missing that spark that the more fiery Alex maybe had? What more does he have to do to improve? Um, do you want to take this one? Do you, have a, do you have an answer off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, I think he's been far more... Um, he's in a different role. I'll say that too. Um, he's definitely in a different role from the beginning of the season too, so that he's not going to, I don't feel like he's going to be in a situation where he's going to be, um, attacking or, um, maybe even defending as much. I would think, um, it definitely kind of goes back to the, um, the idea that we're attacking more on the right side. 
where mm-hmm. Alex is probably less um, prevalent or needed as well because he doesn't have to get back as much and make a maybe a um, a not so great tackle um, to 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 stop a play. Um, because I mean, if you look at it, he's it's 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 actually really interesting that I'm looking at this right now. But he's had half the amount of fouls conceded as Johnson has this season. He's only at eight. Um, so that's definitely really interesting. I I think I like this version of Alex a lot more. Um, because I mean, if you look at it, he had he almost had a heading goal or headed goal very early on in the game. Um, it just went wide, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he had the the near assist to Herrera. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's, I I would much prefer this style of Alex than the, maybe the fiery version. Um, but I think it comes down to the reason why we're seeing less of it may not even be necessarily his, uh, his personality improving is more of the, the, the play style being different. Um, which maybe that's Jeffrey's seeing that and he's wanting to change things up. I mean, there's, there's always that option too. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, if you look at his statistics in the Richmond game, it's not that he was invisible or anything. He had 46 passes, completed 82.6% of them. Um, I can't get his touch map to load because the USL website, while it has great uh, great information, it just sometimes doesn't like to load. Uh, but he, nope. he was involved. He just was not a focal point, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, like you said, every all of our attacks are going down the right. So yep. there's not, and Alex is not a guy who's going to get in the box, uh, and and get in get on the end of a cross or anything like that, um, unless it's in a transition opportunity and it's like a ground cross, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think when we see Donnie Smith return to health. And they can start to get that rapport going down the left that Cato and Johnson have on the right. I think we'll definitely see Alex be a lot more involved in the final third. And he might start picking up goals and assists. But if he doesn't, I, I think that's fine. I think the role that he's in now is, is just fine. He's just more of a distributor uh, in the buildup. And, and that's fine. Yeah. Because even in that Cincinnati game, I think he only had the one assist technically, but he was involved in I think three out of the four goals. So he's playing a he's playing a part. He's just not uh, he's not giving the final ball or getting on the end of it, you know. Yeah. And so I I like this version better because he's not getting into trouble. He's not getting himself possibly suspended because of accumulation or a red card or anything like that. Uh, and he's he's good as a good player to have on the field, so I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. I think with with Donnie's return, I think he'll get more involved uh, in the more statistic getting plays, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah, I got you. He'll he'll show up more on the the stat sheet. <clears throat> All right, so we have a question from Zach Dick now, and it kind we've kind of talked about it, we can go over it again it is ottawa hasn't lost in five games potentially six games as they play tfc2 tomorrow has the team found its form and is a better team than we faced from last or just lucky results so we already talked about it i think maybe it's a bit of both uh maybe they got 
a lucky result. Maybe they caught the Red Bulls too on a bad week or something because Red Bulls too is one of those teams where they can score six goals in a game or they can just not show up. Uh, yeah. So maybe they ca- maybe they caught them on a not show up day and uh, took care of business. And they had that double penalty save against mm-hmm. Charleston to preserve that nil nil result. So there's been you know maybe they've been I think they've been better and they've gotten a little bit of luck. Uh, but sometimes it happens yeah. that way. I mean, look at us in the Richmond game. Maybe we got a little bit of luck in that one. But we've also played – our performances have been drastically better the last three or four weeks than they were previously. And so I think the luck sometimes finds you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that too. I mean, it's definitely – I wouldn't think it's a situation where they're um, – they haven't improved a lot because, I mean – but it's a little bit of both or a little bit of two things too because, I mean, you see that they, they tied 0-0 against New York Red Bulls, which – as far as I'm concerned, looks like potentially the best, uh, I guess, draw. I mean, that may not be the best thing, but they, I mean, New York Red Bulls have beaten, um, they've won by multiple goals against Charleston as well as uh, um, Indy 11 just this last week. Um, But, I mean, they have, they did beat Penn FC. Don't really know what we're getting from them yet. I mean, they beat Atlanta United too. Atlanta seems to be... Similar to New York, where they can show up yep. some names and not. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's – it's hard to say how good that result is. Uh, so, yeah, yep. I think I think you're right. I think – or we're both right. I think it is just kind of a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe we'll find out for sure after they play Toronto and then us on a short notice – or not short notice, but short week. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But we have one final question from Richard, and it's it is starts with a statement, and then comes a question. So it says, Charlotte beat Richmond 3-1 away. Cato with two goals and an assist. Ekro with one goal and two assists. You get to sing one song and one song only. Which do you pick? Hey, Cato, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Cato. Hey, Cato. <laughs> or, Jan Ekro fan club. Jan Ekro fan club. Ben, which do you choose? I'm a big fan of the Cato song. And it's a little bit more... I, I'm a big fan of incorporating people's names into songs and uh, and that type of creativity. Um, so I'm going to have to go with that one if, if I had to pick one or the other. But I'm a huge fan of Ekra, so it's tough. We, we obviously need to come up with we, a... We uh, differ here, so I'll, I'll go with the Jan really? Ekra fan club song because uh, I... I Thought this was Jan Ecker's best game, like ever. Yeah, I uh, well, yeah, I'll give you that. But um, as far as a song basis, I would, I, I like the "You're So Fine." That's fair. I mean, the Jan Ecker fan club is very generic. Yeah, but we need works. a new song for Ecker. Is what we're well, saying. Well, it works because of the T-shirt, which I think you have like 24 hours or so to get your T-shirt order in. Go yes. to jacksmilitia.com/slash/join and pay. Seventeen dollars and seventy six cents for your Yannick t shirt. Seventeen seventy five. Oh, I got it wrong. You're right. I was yeah. thinking seventeen seventy six because, you know, yeah, all of American all history good. and all that. Seventeen seventy five. My bad. My bad. It's all good. So, um, do we have any yeah. other plugs to make? 
<laughs> while we're while we're making plugs. If you made it to this far and heard that plug, you owe it to us to go buy a t-shirt. I think that's fair. Absolutely. I will uh will definitely agree with that. Um no, I think we're good on plugs. I feel like there was something I was going to plug, but I definitely am not uh remembering it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, unfortunate, but yeah. You know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. I'm a terrible uh <laughs> spokesperson apparently. That's okay. <laughs> well, this has come to another end of a great episode. Uh, oh, yeah. I am happy to be on this winning streak. Yeah. Hopefully, we can take it and uh, get some exercise, some Canadian demons from last season. Mm-hmm. If That'd we get really a victory nice. here, we will have. Uh, completed the canadian sweep and we will have not lost to a uh, canadian team all year that's a great point we will yeah. also if we are currently three and zero against canadian teams this season we are the goal difference of plus seven no six plus six currently plus six that's impressive yeah plus three against ottawa and plus three against toronto yeah, that's right. Yep, so, I got you. We're doing pretty well so far. I, you know, I think if we win this game, then North Carolina owns Canada. I think that's the rules. Yep, that, that's for sure. We will uh, lay our claim to the the land of maple syrup and mooses, as well as Trudeau. Meese. I believe it's Meese. Meese? Oh, Meese. Correct us know. on that, Zach Dyke. Let us know, or Zach Dick. I always want to call it. Okay, this is the point of the, the show where I just mispronounce everything. Stop. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I think that uh, is that just about do it. There's nothing that just about does it. I think. So thank yeah. you everyone for listening to episode thirty-seven or thirty-eight. I forget. Did we skip it? I think we skipped one. I think oh, it's, no. we started the episode at thirty-seven, and then I went to thirty-eight at the end. <laughs> so we're jumping ahead. Yep. But uh, thank you as always for listening. No Talking Jacks extra this week. No. Uh, this is the Talking Jacks extra and the Talking Jacks. So you unfortunately only one episode this week. But if we'd have done two episodes, it would have been really boring, right? Exactly. Instead of having two bad episodes, we had one good episode. That's a fair <laughs> exactly. trade-off. Twice the so content. Twice hopefully the we quality. didn't disappoint you too badly. And we will uh, be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. Yeah. Following... Hopefully a victory on Saturday. Darn right. So come on, you jacks. Woo!